Y'all ready for this? <laughs> that was so bad. That was so bad. <laughs> anytime, anytime we plan something, it's bad. It never works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. In our heads, it seems much better. When when we ad lib, we always do better. Yeah. Yeah. What do you boys? What is, it's what do you call it? What do you call it in acting when you uh, when you ad lib something? Improv. 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 Yeah. yeah. Improv. Like whose line is it anyway? Yeah. 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 Still the best show of all time. No. Yes. No. Fight me on that. What? What's the best show? Oh, you're. I mean, Mash. Seinfeld. <laughs> Mash. I'm not. Seinfeld I'm not is that good. Old. Seinfeld is good. Seinfeld. The yeah. Office. I I never really yeah. I never really got into Seinfeld. I mean, I anything with a dry bit. humor. Yeah, is fantastic. Parks and Rec. Solid. Yeah, yeah. Very subtle not, humor. Not a Parks and Rec fan. I didn't like it. I I did like uh, Office. Yeah, Seinfeld's one of my favorites. Yeah, Seinfeld solid. It was really before its time. No it soup was. for you. No soup for yeah. you. Yeah. Good stuff. Boys, this is Scorcher outside. Yeah. It's, it's hot. hot. Yep. Been having some crazy, crazy weather so far. And not just us, like around the country. Like crazy, crazy yeah, like weather. Yellowstone's boys. closed. Yeah. What? I saw that. Yellowstone National Park is closed. Why? Flooding. The roads are all washed out. Mudslides. Roads are gone. What roads, washed roads clear out. They're done. Yep. Wow. Be a bummer if that was your plan next week. <laughs> man. Because, I mean, that's a dream of me. Oh, yeah. You know to go. And so, how long will it take to get the roads back? I can't anticipate it's going to be very quick, but, I mean, I'm sure they'll throw a lot of John Dutton will throw some money at it. A lot of muscle and money at it. And wow. Get it done. But I had not heard that. Is that Yellowstone quote? Yeah. I, I want to watch that one. I haven't I seen that to. one yet. The show? Yeah. <sighs> Dude. Don't have a login to the old Paramount. Yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty entertaining. It show. is very good. Yeah, I, you don't have to have it uh, Paramount anymore. Several nope. of the episodes are Be like top. Hulu and different things like that now. Mm-hmm. Bunch of streaming. Providers we just started have it. a few days ago. We're on like episode three on Peacock. Yeah, it's season one. Yeah, like you just started. Just started. Like you've yeah. never watched any of them before. Yeah, is it free? Oh, you have. No, I haven't. No, you've never watched any of them. Never oh, watched wow. them. Yeah, till now. Dude, when that came out, my wife and I like we don't we we don't have very many shows that we watch together. She doesn't like anything sci-fi or action, really. Yeah, which is basically I mean, but everything if it's, you yeah, like, everything I right. like, right? Um, but like, she likes dr- like I guess that would be more of a drama, is what they would call mm-hmm. that, right? Yep. So it's definitely got action and different things in it, but it's a fantastic show. Like seriously, with your pretty time. dark at times, but like no, really good show. It is very dark yeah. at times, but it's, but it is. It's very good. Yeah. I'll check it Plus, out. it's Kevin Costner. I mean, oh I mean, gosh, I mean out, out west guy. too. I mean, you know, like yeah, raised with Dances with Wolves. Absolutely, that movie yeah. still Field of Dreams. Great. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start Tiger King next week. So has anybody seen Top Gun yet? Oh yeah, you've seen. I it? Went to the IMAX. I have not seen it. Is it? Is it? I've heard. It it's, I've abs- heard very good. It's things. absolutely a solid sequel. Hmm. Absolutely, they did a great job. Like so, usually, like in any series, you know, of movies, the be- the first one's always the best. I think the first one's just classic. I think this is a new one, um, and they have enough throwback to the first one that like you recognize it, and it's like. Kind of subdued and it's not over the top. Really? Yeah. Do they play volleyball? They always mess that up. Uh, no. Oh wow. Close. I I thought they would. Yeah. Play football. Oh okay. Ooh. Yeah. But, Cricket uh, would have been my. Yeah. They play guess. a little piano, a little singing. 
Yeah. But it's hey. it's a solid sequel. And I like airplanes, so yeah. win. They said after the first one came out, it was like the biggest surge of Navy pilot recruitment. Oh, I'm sure. History. So hopefully we can get some more because we're on like a huge pilot shortage really? yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have been for a while. Yeah. Man. So maybe I should go be a pilot. Start it up. I have good. I have great eyesight. That's really all you need, right? Well, I think there's some mental abilities that are required, <laughs> and I'm not going to say anything. You know, got to be able to focus. I mean, I can stressful situations, <laughs> dude. That's the name of the game for me. I, then you're good. That's you're who I am. Yeah. I, I can see. I've good. seen some really good pilots. I've flown with a lot of really good pilots, and I've flown with some bad ones. Really? Oh yeah. What yeah. makes a bad pilot? Uh, you just kind of tell that everybody's a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like when he and they, they call his name and you, he goes to walk for the there was, uh, real quick. There was one that I used to fly with on my first airplane, and that they would hum every time they were nervous, and I never liked flying with her. And then three years down the road, I'm on a new aircraft and I'm a headset. I hear somebody humming when we're coming in to land in Iraq, and I go, "That's her." She's back. <laughs> <laughs> and I tighten my seatbelt. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, five minutes later, we got a great show for you tonight, hey, guys. That was a good start. Absolutely. We should start every show like that. But, uh, guys, we're going to talk about uh, a subject that kind of just came up, you know, kind of all willy-nilly out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but, I, well, I guess I shouldn't say out in the middle of nowhere. It does kind of tie into what Kevin uh, was talking about this past Sunday. We're going to kind of talk about um, answered prayers without the actual prayer part to it. So that's going to be the topic for today. Uh, we'll get to that. But we do want to kind of mention a few other things that are going on. Uh, Kevin, we had VBS last week. Yeah. And uh, it, the theme behind it was making waves. So kind of a beachy theme to it. My kids were singing today. I was too. My daughter was surfing today, jumping around the house. <laughs> yep. She was surfing. Why didn't I just? I heard Nora singing. She was singing a song. I was like, "It's kind of catchy. That's that's Make pretty good." Waves. Well, I wasn't that one. It was one of the other ones. Make a move. <laughs> Make, I gotta know them all, dude. Nope, it wasn't that one either. Keep going. Love one another. <laughs> Love maybe. like you. Maybe, maybe that might be it. How's it go? Oh gosh, you asked me too quick. I don't do well under pressure. I wouldn't be a good pilot. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> So, I'll, yeah, I'll fly. It was, it was I'll fly awesome. this shit, boys. All right. Yeah, you fly this one, Kevin. <laughs> we'll see how far we make it. <laughs> um, huge, huge success, like you said. It was. It was great. Yeah. Um, Ashley uh, did a great job. Amanda Hale and Kevin did great jobs with yes. the uh, decorations, decorations and everything. Yes. Um, all the volunteers. Um, man, it was. It was great. It was awesome. Um, how many kids do we have? 90? Nine, about 90 every night. 90 every day. Uh, or I guess every day. So, uh, started, uh, on a Sunday and it went through a Thursday and I'm just blown away every year. It gets a little bit bigger, a little bit better. Um, volunteers just, I mean, there were new volunteers, but just, you can tell everybody kind of just knows the, you know, the way it's going to go, how it needs to break down. And I don't know, just knocked it out of the park and, Actually, this year, I know I did it with, you know, without a lot of the staff. I was there. I didn't think I'd be there just because of how planting season has gone this year. Uh, but it, it ended up uh, being kind of a wet week, and as every week has been for the last six months. Touchy topic. Um, <laughs> yep. A little sensitive. 
<laughs> but uh, but not not a lot of staff. Just just good solid volunteers that stepped in, did their job, and just created a really good week for the kids. It was it was a fantastic week. And I thought the kids were awesome too, man. Yeah. Like I don't know if there were any big problems that happened all week. And not- usually there's like at least one or two little minor things but honestly i didn't really see much going on in that territory so kids did awesome man i think they learned a lot i think they really had a lot of fun um so yeah big props to everyone there they they got 401 pairs of shoes yep oh yeah yeah kindergarten what was that ministry called that they that they donated them to do you remember it wouldn't be souls for students it'd be what was that i'd have to look that up yeah i can't remember exactly but yeah we're going to donate all the shoes to some ministry that, that provides shoes for people. Pretty cool. That's awesome. Kids really got involved. Dude, that last day I walked in, they're singing these songs, just screaming, dude. <laughs> like they almost knew the songs as well as Nate. I mean, it was incredible. Close. Yeah. They knew them a lot better. <laughs> a lot better. No, they did awesome, man. Kids and volunteers like, thank you guys. It was a fun week. Um, so, yeah, we had VBS, but uh, before we kind of jump right into it, Kevin, if you wouldn't mind, um, maybe just give us a little rundown of your sermon from Sunday. Yeah, so uh, we've been going through a series in the book of Daniel. This is the second weekend. and um, Just we talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, Say that 10 times fast. I think you did at one point during your sermon. Did I, I really? Was, I was really impressed with you. Yeah. It was like every other sentence that came out. Shad, Misha, Ben. You know, you can really... And just old Neb with old Nebuchadnezzar. Old Neb. Yeah, just old Neb. I like Neb. It's easy. <laughs> um, but, no, just talked about... I mean, it's it's such a famous story, you know, that, that even if you've even if it's not something you've heard recently, like we're all familiar with, you know, hey, they wouldn't bow to, you know, the image of, uh, you know, the idol that that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And because he was so upset with me, threw him in the fire and didn't kill him, didn't burn him up. In fact, there was another person walking around and in, in, in the fire with him. And, and really, we talked about the, the, the main line of the whole thing was, you know that um you know that uh that no god saves like the god of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego which is the one true god and really piggybacked off that to the foreshadowing of of Jesus Christ and and you know we have all these different religions that have been established on different gods that you know kind of act like superheroes um, and even, I mean, um, even a lot of the, uh, the movies and things we see about some of these gods, that's how they portray them, you know, and even in the movies is they're superheroes, but, um, Jesus, you know, when, when troubles and suffering and default, difficulty come steps in the furnaces with us. And, and that's the way that our God saves. And if he didn't, then you know, we could blame him for all the problems that we see in the world, but what we know is we have a God that is in every one of those problems, no matter how severe or how minor it is, he steps in um, and he takes it on himself, you know, 
and especially took it on himself when he took when he went to the ultimate furnace, furnace for us and died for our sins. So, you know, really the the main thrust of the sermon, there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of other things kind of we we dug into with that, but that was kind of the main push. Well, I, I'll tell you what I liked about it was, and you referenced it towards the beginning, and it caught my attention because we live in this very time right now where, you know, so many people are telling us what's right and how we should uh, live our lives. When, in fact, I mean, it's not godly. It's not not the way, you know, Jesus would want us to walk. Um, and I and you you mentioned it. How do we how do we not butt heads so much and be so conflicting with those people? How do we live in that world and still be loving along the way? Yeah, I mean, that's what I like most about it. Yeah, and and I think you know, it's it's not about debating. It's not about you know, fighting essentially, it's not about, and I think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were examples of that. They just lived it out. Mm-hmm. They did the right thing. They made the right choice. They honored God, and that was the only decision that mattered in their lives. Listen, you're gonna throw me in a in a fire, then that's okay. I'm you know I'm I'm gonna honor God. And I I don't know that there's a whole lot of us today that could say the same thing. Yeah, sure. Um, I think for us, it's. We, we want our cake and, and we want to eat it too. You know, we want, we want, we want this Christian idea to be a part of our lives, but we also want to live however we want to live. And, and I think that's, that's what we really come up against. And I think any topic that we talk about, and you know, this topic fits it today is, you know, <laughs> we, we, we aren't always living our lives the way that we should, but God is always present and there and walking with us. And I think, you know, ultimately that's, that's what that message is. And, and, uh, and I think it's, you know, it's important for us just to, to be reminded of and keep that perspective because we're going to be faced with those situations at every point in our life. And it just seems like we're getting, we're seeing that more and more as we step forward, you know, I mean, Every week there's a headline that's just like, oh my goodness, like where is this where is this going? What's this country doing? What's this world doing? Spiraling out of control and okay, then what is our response? <laughs> it's simple. Just live it, man. Just do it. Like don't tweet about it. Don't, you know, take pictures and put it on your Instagram, you know, don't TikTok it like you know, don't talk about it on Facebook, just live it. And in that, God is going to speak much more boldly than he ever would if if you tried to create some platform for yourself. Um, and that's the beauty of the God that we serve and love. Well said, man. Well said. Well, I mean, we're kind of on the topic right now, so... Maybe let's just uh, jump into it and take one more step, right? So again, our, our topic for today, and I mean, I kind of coined it this way. You guys, you know, chime in if you if you interpret the title of it a little bit differently. But answered prayers without actually praying for them, and you know, we we were kind of obviously pouring over your sermon from last week, and we're like, okay, how can we, you know, how can we take this to the next step in our conversation here? So. You know, one thing I I thought of was, okay, what have been some times in my life where I wasn't focused on God? I wanted to have my cake and eat it too. Mm. And, you know, without actually praying to God, how did he answer an unanswered, like, 
how did he answer an unprayed prayer? Unprayed. Unprayed prayer. Unvoiced. Unvoiced prayer. Or even maybe like not even consider. I mean, how many times, you know, have are we involved in someone's life, you know, maybe even not our own, where something happens that just no one expected, no one thought, you know, young people being hurt, you know, I, I think about, you got the Link family in our community right now and what they're going through with their, with their little girl. I mean, that's unbelievable, you know, to think of a little child suffering, you know, the way that child suffered and how would you handle that? You know, what, what would, what would you do? And, and then just hearing the stories or even seeing people kind of step into that situation, just bless that family. I mean, it's even things like that, you know, that we can talk about really in this, in this subject. Yeah. Nelson, you kind of mentioned something earlier, um, you know, about a time in your life where this could kind of relate to that. I don't know if you wanted to start us off on that. um, You know, I think the biggest part of that was when I was, away from home and in the military and there was just times where uh the world was pretty distracting and um i was pursuing things that i shouldn't have been pursuing and i wasn't pursuing god that's for sure yeah but hindsight looking back you can see where he was at work with people that surrounded me there and those weren't answered prayers for me they were answered prayers from family friends my mom my, you know, grandparents and people that were concerned about me. And, and some of those people had been through the experiences that I probably shared with being in the military. So they knew how dark the world was and how, uh, persistent and punishing it can be when you start to follow that instead of following God. And it's, it is, it's truly humbling to look back and see where he was at work in my life. Then, even though I had, uh, little to no relationship uh, or pursuing uh, any kind of relationship with him at that time, you know? So, yeah. Kevin? Man, they're like, I just, I think about, let me, I guess I would start it like this. I, I think, I think the most important thing that we can do in life is, just to seek him in some way. Um, you know, I, you know, come to like this point in my life, you know, 41 years old and, you know, there's a lot of things that, that, you know, I still want to accomplish and still want to do, you know, and I feel more, I guess, intentional with, with kind of how I go after those things. And in some ways, like it's less, less fulfilling, (laughs) I guess, you know, when, when I accomplish, because it's not as big of a risk, I guess now yeah. at this point, you know, you have some ability, you have some talent, you have some, some brains at this point in your life. But I just, I, going back and looking at high school and, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then my mom comes in and says, I don't care what you do, but you're going to college. And so then I go to college and I'm like, okay, again, I'm seek, I'm just seeking, I'm seeking God. I know that I want to honor God. I know that I want a relationship with God, but it, you know, I don't have it all figured out. And I'm, you know, I, I've, 
I've got, I have a relationship. I'm trying to honor God. I'm trying to seek Him, but it's it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. There's a lot of mistakes made. So I go to college, and I, I think back to like one of the first prayers that I prayed is God, you know, um, I'll go to college, but I want to play basketball, and I'm thinking, you know, UNC Tar, Tar Heels. Oh. I was a huge Tar Heels fan back in high school, and I'm you know. God, God said, "Oh no, CCU, <laughs> some no name little college." You know that. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, my, I, I'm not really. Uh, it just you know, small school. Nobody. It doesn't matter. Go play ball. You know, think that I'm going to do like youth ministry type stuff, and I'm just getting an education. I'm there a year. My mom tells me you can come home, but. But you ha- you won't have a home here, and then I begin. God begins to bring people in my life, and I just begin attaching myself to people that that I just see something in that I want to be a part of my life. You know, just from a spiritual standpoint. And it's Rick Cherok who was the uh, um, resident director and history professor. You know, he's at Ozark now. But like, and and just that relationship and the mentorship there, and then it's a friend. And then it's another professor, and then it's a, you know, it's another friend, then it's a preacher, and and then just all along, just the mentorship and how God kind of, you know, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I'm constantly praying and asking God, and and maybe this goes against what you're saying, but I, I don't really know what I'm asking for, I don't know really know what I'm praying, I just know that, like, I want something, God, I want to move in a certain direction, you know, I, I want this in my future spouse. I want this, you know, for my family. I don't, but I, you don't really know, and you just kind of, you just kind of muddle through, and he creates a path, you know, just out of your just desire to honor him, that brings you to a place that you never thought you'd be. Um, and I just, I, I've seen that throughout my life, and you know, I've just have a list of men, a list of people who have influenced me in different ways over the years, and those were not specific prayers that I ever prayed. It was just God bringing the right person at the right time, and me knowing that, you know, hey, regardless of anything else, like I just, I wanna, I want to honor God, and and then those decisions being made in that bring me to a place that that. I was trained, tr- trained, built up, transformed, moved, grown into, you know, the person that God would have me be. And that that's that's kind of where I've seen that most prevalent in my life, um, if I'd had to pick something. And I know that's not like one specific thing, but I just, I always look at that, just that series of things that happened that took me to a place where... Today I'm, you know, I'm married with two kids. I'm preaching at a church that I love and 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 just you know love serving at in the way that I'm serving at it, you know, and and I'm farming and and just involved in this community and the friendships that I have here. Like, you know, that that is like the thing that I didn't know that I wanted that I didn't know that I was praying for that God led me to that I look at now and 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 I've been offered, you know bigger better things in the world's eyes you know to that I could go on to and I dude this is this is what I want to do and I know this is where God has me and I just want to be a part of it yeah I, I think you hit the nail on the head man um, I think your your dilemma there kind of hit, hits the nail on the head um you know I I think back to times in my life where I was I had an idea like you right 
like I want this and this and this didn't have a direction on how to get there. Didn't have the specifics on what that looked like. Um, definitely at times didn't have that, you know, that idea of what I wanted to be or who I wanted to be in a godly view or through a godly lens. Um, but I think, I think, I mean, there's plenty of times in the past, right? But I think there's a lot of things, you know, in my present life where they give me little reminders that I don't pray over. Like, like, let's be honest. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great things in my life. I have a great job around here. I have two great kids. I have a great wife. I live in right smack dab, right smack dab in the middle of a farm. There's a lot of land around me. I have no neighbors. There's a lot of great things. I have a lot of great friends. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I don't feel like I have to pray for or be thankful for sometimes. Um, at least that's kind of my subconscious feeling about it. Um, but I, I think like there's a lot of things in my life that remind me through the the bad times. So like, you know, anytime me and Brandy get in a fight or maybe one of my kids, you know, they call me out on something and they're 100% right, even though they're six <laughs> years old and three years old. I don't know what you're talking about. That's never happened to you guys. Yeah. Weird. Just me. Um, I think it's a lot of those things that, you know, the people that you are closest to, they, they kind of bring it around full circle and they subtly remind you, Hey, you know, these things that you haven't prayed for, you know, yeah, they're, they're coming to fruition, but Hey, that was a God thing, man. You know, whether you want to believe it or not, um, he, he was the driving influence and force behind all that. Um, so, you know, get to it and, and start being thankful for those things. So, yeah, just present things, little things in the moment that, you know, are subtle reminders of why and how I'm at the place where I'm at in life. Absolutely. So, in terms of, Kevin, you mentioned, um, what, what exactly was it you said? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, come back to me. I'm going to do the old Cody here. Come back to me here in a second. Like you said, when, you said something in your answer that I was like, okay, we're here's a direction we can take with this. That's why I always write that down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I even have a pencil in front of me too. If I could read your mind, I could probably tell you exactly where you were going to go. Yeah, can't though. Maybe if we prayed about it, like mm. we could maybe break it out of there. Maybe. <laughs> No, I, you know, I, I think when, when you talk about this, it's probably, and I always, I've said this in several messages, like it's probably in the extremes of situations like this, that, that we, that this probably most gets exposed. And, and I do think, I think about like, I think about a, a diagnosis, you know, that you know that that creates a situation that we just never anticipated could never prepare for in any way and all of a sudden it's staring you in your face and you know we've seen that you know we've had friends and family who have gone through those things and you know we we look at that and and we think okay like you know how do you handle that but i think it goes back to i think it goes back to that perspective is that that god's not you know, we may be 
you know, kind of wishy-washy, you know, about this stuff. And sadly, that's the case, you know, for many of us. Like, you know, Paul was no dummy when he said we do what we don't want to do, you know. And and I know in my life that's that that could define me, you know, in so many ways. Um, but 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 God is always you know, there and always walking with us. And I think it's, I think it really is just, it's not that we can maintain that perspective throughout every situation that we go through. But I think at the end of the day, like it's constantly kind of recalibrating back to that place where we understand, Hey, listen, we can run as far away from him as he want. We want, but he's not going anywhere. He's not, he's not. it's, It's easy. It's easy in those times that like, it's almost compounding where you like you feel like you're getting farther and farther away and it's almost like multiplying every time you know like you just run farther and then it seems like you, you well you hit a wall and there he is and uh it's just and as a good father like he he create you know you talk about and they talk about these things we don't pray for and yet he shows up I mean, look at it from the other side too, though. How many times has he allowed bad things to come to like wake us up to something oh, that we're doing in our life as a good father? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, it, you're you, we will allow our children to fail so they can learn how to handle that situation. Right. He does the same thing with us, right? You know, and I mean, and it just like with us, it breaks our heart when they fail, yeah. and it, his heart's broken too yeah. when you know. <laughs> Some of us need a little bit more and a little bit bigger failures. <laughs> <laughs> Crash and burn. Crash and burn, baby. Crash and burn. <laughs> so, what Was what it are the Top Gun thing that you were wanting to talk about? Uh, that dude, what? I could talk about that all day. Oh, I mean, let's go. Let's, let's do it. F-14, Me and Nelson. P51. Yeah. F18s and that was solid. Yeah. Solid. Great movie. Anyway. Oh, and there goes my train of thought. I had it. Were you a Navy guy? No. Chair Force. Easy, brother. <laughs> you were Air Force. Yes. That's why the pilots. Now, why weren't you a pilot? Not everybody can be a pilot. Well, I know that. I mean, I could have, but I know that. Oh, yeah. You you could have been a pilot. <laughs> no, I mean, that's... I wasn't an officer. I hadn't got, Such didn't, a stoky thing to, to say. <laughs> didn't go to college. Just turned wrenches. I know, but like, so like, did is that something you even tried to pursue at all? No, no, just no. just turn wrenches. Just I said it I, just didn't seem achievable, and I'm sure if I had pursued it in the right avenue, it could have worked out, but never did. Well, the Lord had other plans, right? Yeah, kind of one of those things you didn't pray for, but He knew nope. what He was doing. Yeah, I don't think I'd be a good pilot anyway. Yeah, you know, I can get a little flustered in stressful situations. Not a good time to I've do seen that. that. What? Fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, see what I'm saying right here, Nate. Yeah, right there. You saw it right there. That's so, right. Chair flustered. <laughs> chair force. No, the navy. I got him. I got him flustered. I'm <laughs> beginning. The navy. The whole world. Water. Different uh, shades of blue. Takes them two weeks to get to Hawaii. Took me six hey, hours. I, dude, I'm I, with you. I, I think. Fly me there. No thanks on the boat. Yeah, my cousin. Perfectly comfortable, fifty thousand feet above Air Force. Iraq. He he guarded planes, but no, I ain't gonna get on a boat. <laughs> no. Anyway, back to your thought. So I was gonna ask, um, what what are some little things on like a daily basis that 
kind of recalibrate you guys then. Are there those things? Like moments in your day that kind of recalibrate? Let me, let me ask you this, guys. Let me ask Action. you this. Because this is, this is one for me. Let me just... Do you guys ever like kind of just spiral and spiral and spiral until you like you just kind of just feel this blah depressed like misery do you guys ever get in that yes yes that's i mean that's one of the big ones for me i would say and that you know I, what i've but, found, but that's not on a daily that's you're that's, talking yeah, over I, the course of months or weeks or, i mean it just depends on the week in a run a day uh you know but Absolutely, that's you know, but like I see what you're saying, where it's more of a season, mm-hmm. where it seems like you can't get ahead, you can't get out of your own way, and you kind of just consistently but stay we in that compound bubble. it. Oh, 100 percent. Like I feel like when I get in those states, like in until I like hit bottom, bottom, and I'm just like worthless like i compound it to this place where it just drives me down and down and you know yeah i know you said daily and and we can hit that so keep that on the on the thing but i just it just when you say that it reminds me because i just i feel like there are seasons where like it's so easy to get to that place instead of like incorporating those things in your daily life that you know are going to keep you at a place where you're healthy and you're you know even our work ethic like even how we approach our work. You know, one of the things that I was saying to myself for, for a long time was just move the dial a little bit today. Like every day, move the dial a little bit. You know, there are days where like we just allow ourselves just to be in this funk and just mm. exist in it. And, you know, and as miserable as we feel and as low as we go, like we, I don't know, it feels, I mean, it almost feels like we put ourselves there on purpose sometimes. Yeah. And and those are like the really big wake up calls for me that are like, you know, what are you doing, man? Like, why are you wasting time? You know, what good is this? And when it's busy, when things are going crazy, when I'm running in a hundred different directions all the time, like I feel like more useful in my life. But then when that cuts off and I've had a lot of those, like we're like full bore planting and then all of a sudden it rains and then you're like, it's like, okay, now what do I do with myself? And there's, it's not like there isn't stuff to do. I, I had that feeling probably two weeks ago, man. I know exactly what you mean. Getting done with school and getting done with track and getting done with everything. With hay and, and then, and just, then all yeah, of a sudden boom. like, okay, what do I do? Yeah. I don't experience. <laughs> it's always balls of the walls. It's always go to work. <laughs> seems like, yeah. But I absolutely understand what you're saying where it's like, you know, the easiest thing to do would be to stop and place all those frustrations and worries and anxieties at his feet. And you know, instantly you'll be lifted out of it and you'll have a completely different perspective. And it's, you know, it's a simple solution that has drastic results, but it's almost impossible at times. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like your prayer life or lack of prayer life has anything to do with those like feelings of funk? I think it's a direct correlation. I mean, I don't want to overspeak you, but like in my life, it's a direct correlation. You can look back and you can see when my prayer life is healthy and active and the attitudes and the way I feel about myself and my life. Well, I, but I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't isolate it to just prayer life though. No, no. I, say, I would say, and, and I'm sure that you could, would attest this too, like it's, okay, like, you know, am I getting up and giving God like the first fruits? Am I, 
you know, when I when I'm working on something, am I doing it in a way that's glorifying to God? You know, I we get in this trap on the farm where like we're just badgering each other just to badger each other. Like we'll we'll show up, you know, just pissy, and we'll decide that like we just need to make everybody else's life miserable too, and we do a good job. I'm just saying. I, I, I witnessed that the other day when I was out at your place. Yes, yes. Uh, like you and Brian were just, like we just go out. And then Jim would just kind of chill. It was great. I yeah. was like, I felt part of the family, man. And 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 honestly, like we have to. Like I got out there even today. I'm just like, and I'm like, I just not gonna talk to anybody. And then I just find like, okay, like. If I'm not sitting here like being positive and encouraging, I can't expect anybody else like to take that role. And if they do, it just makes me angry. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> if I can't do it, you can't do it. Don't be that guy. <laughs> the happy guy. I'm the definition of that guy, Nelson. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I do. I think we almost want to sabotage ourselves. But when I'm... When there's because it's it's the easy thing to do. It is instead of like is me sitting there and like trying to have a conversation with my wife just because like I need to do that, or sitting down and playing with my kids. As stupid and simple as that sounds, like you know, or or opening the Bible or praying, you know, for five minutes or turning on something that's going to be edifying and encouraging rather than something that's just going to entertain me, you know. There are just so many things that I think play into that spiral that we allow ourselves to get on where, you know, again, God is constant in, consistent in, always there and waiting for us just to turn to him, you know, you know, but he'll allow us to get to that point. And that's, and I guess that's what I'm saying is like, he will allow us to get to that point where we're crashing and burning, you know, since this is a Top Gun themed, you know, podcast. <laughs> Um, but where we're crashing and burning so that that he can be there in that furnace pulling us up out of it or just walking with us and existing in it with us so I don't know that I mean obviously you're we keep alluding back to the story of Daniel and I think you actually mentioned it in your sermon as well. Obviously, Daniel's in the Old Testament. There's some foreshadowing there. We don't, as you said, I think, we don't, they never knew who the man in the fire was, correct? Yeah. Just said the man in the fire. Um, Even the writer of Daniel, you know, doesn't tell us, you know, doesn't know. And couldn't know. I mean, this is Old Testament you know, this is an Old Testament passage. They don't know know what's going to happen. They have yeah, prophecies they have, yeah. of, you know, foreshadowing of, but they don't know. We we see the end of the story, so we know. We know where it's going. We know where it's going. Right. And that's why we can look back at those things. Even Scripture gives us the freedom to do that, to find Jesus in those passages. And so it's just neat when you when it's so blatant. Mm-hmm. Are there times where it's easy to see who the man in the fire is with you? Like, is it easy, like, when you're in a a super low point? Like, obviously, none of us have ever been in a fire before, but in our super low points in life, has it been easy to say, okay, this is Jesus here with me? Or when we're in the fire, are we just screaming our heads off, I'm burning? Like, I mean, 
Cause I can tell you there's been points in my life I'm hitting low, low man. And I choose not to see the man in the fire with me. And it's, it's not good. It's not a good, uh, not a good outcome. Well, but that, so how do you answer that question? Because is it, you can clearly see it and you choose not to, or is it, you can't see it? Yes. That's what I meant. You just said it better than me. What are your thoughts? I would, I would agree with that, you know, and um, like you choose to, to continue down a path and and self, you know, remedy or, you know, however you want to look at it. And then you and then like we were talking at the beginning, of this is just like it's hindsight. You can look back and you can see that fire. You can see that place in your life in that dark spot and you can see him there. And you're like, why didn't you just turn around and like why you know and it's easy to do that and just hopefully that like those moments prepare you to face those moments again and then be the one on the fire that just how do we how do we get out of that like how do we break free of that like i'm not saying like like that there's ever well and and that's what i'm saying like that was so that's that's i I don't want to take away the fact that like Yes, we're sinful. We live in a fallen world. You know, we're 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 always going to have to be clawing back to. But like, should we be defeatist in the sense that, oh no, there's no way out. So like, we're just going to keep this, you know, continuous wheel that we have going in our life, just going, and it's always going to be that way. And there's no way out of it. There's no way to break out of. It. There's no way to do any better. Dude, I always think about that. Like. <laughs> it might be Satan in me telling, "Hey, you know what, man? You're always going to be sinful, so why why not just do it all the time?" Right? <laughs> Specifics. Keep going. <laughs> we got plenty of time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go, go. Uh, it was about ten years ago. Uh, oh, geez. It was Never a rainy mind. We were night. Just uh, <laughs> no, I I always have those thoughts, man. Um, I mean, I I'll, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I always think to myself, man. I know God loves me. I know he's going to forgive me of my sins. I know eventually I can ask for it, but right now I want to live my sinful life. I want to go against them. I want to do the exact opposite of what he's telling me. I always think that. I always think there's there's more time. There's more time and I can say sorry later, God. Well, and too, like I you know, I'm I I do know that it is hard to get on those trajectories in our life where there's big things happening. You know, we need something, you know, it's too easy for us to kind of be idle unless there's like real purpose and drive behind what we're doing but man, like, I mean, what's it got to, what's it take? I mean, I, you know, and f- forgive me if this sounds harsh, but I'm just, you know, I'm saying it because it was, you know, just a motive. Does it take someone significant in our life having something terrible come up that we have to rally around? Is that what it takes, you know? Because that's what has done it in the past. I think. Just- and if so, I mean, how sad are we that, 
you know, that at the expense of someone else, like that's what it takes to get us to a place where we like really look at our faith and who we are and say, hey, listen, I want to change and be better. And I'm not saying... Like, I'm not saying that we aren't growing. Even 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 in these times where we allow this stuff to kind of go on like it does, I'm not saying we're not growing. We are. We're learning. We're moving forward. But I'm just saying, like, just being in those low, low points, like, and allowing ourselves to be there and not being healthy and getting distracted, like, and just going with what this world feeds us instead of breaking out of the mold that has been set for us. I mean, how long do we have to live in that before we say enough's enough? I think it's just been kind of accepted. I mean, culturally, you know, outside of church and in in our churches, you know, it's, it's, you know, a double lane right there outside of church and inside church. It's been accepted that, you know, we don't, we're going to play it safe until this thing happens. And then we're going to try to give ourselves to God. And (laughs) if we're lucky, that may last a while or a long time or forever. And, if we're not so lucky, which a lot of people aren't, including myself a lot, um, it's going to last a short while until all that, um, all those feelings wear off. So, I mean, I, I don't know if maybe that was really harsh, but I think in the church, we're definitely guilty of that. Probably more than what we are outside of our church lives. Do you have any thoughts? I do not. Nelsoni? No, I mean... I, I, it's, I mean, it, it is tragic that it takes, you know, something extremely negative to happen to get people to refocus. And that's not the only time that we do that, you know, but it does, that does happen. I mean, we've, t- we talked about my friend this weekend. I mean, that, I mean, he's got terminal cancer and I mean, this has refocused his life and his relationship with his spouse and, and, um, his family and our group of friends. I mean, it's, it's, it's hit us hard and it, it will continue to help you to focus on what's really important and what you need to be doing um, to prepare for those instances where times aren't as easy as they seem to be sometimes, you know? Yeah. Heavy stuff, man. It gets you thinking a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Kevin, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, it's just something that's always on my mind. And maybe that's that's the best thing that we can say of, of this thing is I don't know. I don't I don't have yeah, like don't, this clear cut answer. I, I think you know, I guess I I know what I'm called to, but I don't, I don't know how to stay out of, you know, the, you know, the funk that we create in our life to put ourselves in a place where, you know, we need these huge things to happen and just refocus us, you know, I want to be at a place where, you know, that, that it's just a constant recalibration to a place where, you know, we're creating health in our lives and other people's lives and serving and loving. And there's just these lulls in the action that create this mundaneness, you know, that, that we get sucked into. And maybe that's the enemy, you know, maybe it's, you know, 
maybe it's the sinfulness of this world, you know, just the barrage of that, that we, that we're, that we're sensing and feeling. I don't know, but I just, you know, I know more than I'm proud to admit, I get sucked into that. And, you know, I, I just get so sick of it. Like it just wears me out, you know, and, and, you know, just creates times of, you know, just blah when there's work to be done and we're not doing it, you know. it's and, and it's as simple as just, you know, like just the work within my family, you know, just the work within relationships and friendships. And I, I just, you know, we, we talked when, when everything shut down. Just, I, you know, there was an intentionality to kind of be together because there was nothing else. And now we're back and, and we're allowing all those things that we said, oh, we'll never go back to that. I mean, the it, grind has, but we talked about it. I, I know. Mean, we, we said we straight it. up, this is we what's going to happen. And, yeah. it, and it has. And it's and slowly but surely. It and not up. even slowly no, but surely, no. though. You know, I it mean, like it just, first year of school, it was like. We were ready to get back to just that, you know, just you know, skin peeled back because of, you know, just how fast you're going, you know, life that, that, that we lost and lost and it was good. It, we were forced to lose it. Um, I think there's just, it's two things that just we need in our lives, stimulus and comfort. That's what, I mean, when you're a human, that's what you're looking that's for. That's absolutely driving force. Stimulus and comfort. What What's going to stimulate me in the short run? And uh, what's going to make me feel comfortable after that, you know? So, I, I you know, even today I was walking in uh, from outside. You know, it's 90-some and heat index is 100-some. <laughs> it was hot. It, it, was, it was steamy. It's pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the first thing I'm thinking of? Thank Thank God for air conditioning. Oh, dude. Okay? Thank God for air conditioning. And uh, then then we go over to John and Holly's pool for a little bit. Thank God for this nice in-ground saltwater pool, man. <laughs> dude, you did a lot of praying today. I know I did. Wow. I did thank God a lot A lot today. of thanks. I don't know if I prayed, but I did thank God, but it wasn't in a great context. Right? right? It wasn't because, oh, like literally, thank you, God, for giving us these comforts that we don't deserve, but we get because you have gifted those to us. It was, thank God. Oh, it's so hot. You know? So context. But, yeah, I mean, I stimulus and comfort, man. Those are the two driving forces, as, as you said, Kevin. And, you know, how we balance those. And, and, and more importantly, I think, use those two things to drive us closer to Jesus. Like, how can we use a stimulus to drive us closer to Jesus? I don't know if well, we can I th- use I comfort just, to drive us closer, but I, how, how can Here's we? the thing, though, like, and we know this. Like, I'm not telling you anything you guys don't know. He's the ultimate stimulus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, it takes, it takes effort and it takes not to get it, but to, but to maintain, you know, just that peace and that joy in our life like like we said you know it's it's structuring our day in a certain way it's treating people a certain way it's not allowing our selfishness to creep in it's you know not being 
you know, gluttonous. It's not being, you know, you know, focused on comforts or pleasures or whatever, not entertainment or whatever it is. It's, it's keeping your mind. So it's hard work to maintain the stimulus in our relationship with God that, that brings the ultimate satisfaction. And so we revert to like the lesser things that'll give us little, little, you know, adrenaline shots of, yeah. yeah, of whatever. And I think, you know, even in that, you know, and, and I think that gets just to the basics of, you know, if it, going back to just where we started, like in, in every one of those times where we do not get satisfied and we come to these places, God is screaming at us to turn back to him. And I think that's what he's doing in all of our lives and every part of our lives. And I guarantee that anybody listening to this podcast, that's, that's what he's doing in your life. Like he's screaming at you in this time to just, Hey, listen, start the next moment and begin that life. Don't beat yourself up, like begin now. And, and that's where like we, we have to see, we have to see every moment as an opportunity versus this batting average of sin that we live by. We're not batting 300. It's not a batting average. It's not, hey, you know, one out of 10, I get it right. No, it's, okay, what are you going to do next? And then what are you going to do next? And then what are you going to do next? That's how you peel yourself out of this because God is screaming at us constantly and moving in our life constantly to try to recalibrate and move us into that place. And it takes these drastic, dramatic, radical things to happen before we really get the hint. And I think we do have to break out of that. I mean, we have to lead our families out of that. And and only as spiritual leaders in our homes, you know, is that going to happen? You know, and I, and I think that's just, that's an important piece of this and yet we continue to run after these things that that aren't really lasting yeah and you know just circling back before we wrap it up here i mean being a spiritual leader i think large part of that starts with your prayer life and how you revolve around that and you know not only for yourself but for your family as well so you know maybe god can answer our our prayers right instead of just answering prayers without us actually praying. So maybe we can uh, get those answered prayers, but also live a good lo- God, good godly life where Jesus is our stimulant. Nelson, any more thoughts, man? I got nothing. Chair force. I <laughs> got him. <laughs> well, what did you do after high I'm school? So right now. <laughs> What did you do after high school? Wait, I can't even remember. Uh, I can't. I, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> we go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I know where you're going with that, Kevin. I played college basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I played college ultimate frisbee. Oh, yes. strong work. Real proud. Family must be real proud. <laughs> they have holidays for that, don't they? He's angry. Yeah, yeah. Look how angry. I know. He's <laughs> right now. It's okay, bro. I love you. <laughs> Hey, I gotta stay in the Hilton a lot. It wasn't too bad. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, thank you for your service, Nelson. I can tell that's genuine. Love you, Nelson. Love you, buddy. We do respect and love you, even though we harass you. you That's why you give me crap. (laughs) That's that's our love language. That's all we got. 
Really? How many truthfully. love languages are there? There's five, right? Well, six. Six, if including you, if, ours. If yes. trash right. talk's in there, yes. Yeah, six. trash talk's number yes. six. Yeah. So. It's the it's the. I uh, knew epilogue. there was a six one. I kept telling Brandy that. She's like, why do you always make fun of me? I'm like, I can't pinpoint it. It's my love language. It's love. It's, when I it's make love. fun of you, it's I love you. It's that's because why I, I love always, you. Unconditional love. That's what that is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unwavering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Nelson. Would you mind wrapping us up with a prayer, man? I would love to. Sweet. Sweet, dude. <laughs> he needs to. I know. <laughs> thanks, thanks, dude. Excuse me. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to get together with friends and and uh, just talk about you and learn about you. And just we just pray that these times in our life that we are able to lift up these prayers, that uh, you will answer them. And we pray that we have the forethought and the mind to pray them. And we look at... And just uh, when we are in the fires of life, that we can turn around and look and see your hands out there to protect us instead of running away. Let's see you having him pray. Amen. 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 Well done. Uh, Nelson, thanks, man. Kevin, thanks, buddy. Glad we did it. Absolutely. Uh, Next time, we'll try to get back together here in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So we'll have to work around softball and vacations vacations and everything else under the sun. But... I'm praying for it tonight, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. I'm gonna pray for it. We're gonna God's gonna answer that prayer. We're gonna be back together in two weeks. Boom. Boom. I like it. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Adios. See ya. See ya.